0: Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports. We have a great episode coming at you in a few, but first we have to tell you about all of the places you can find us. BleacherBrawls.com is the home for our Yankees and Red Sox columns, football, basketball, soccer content, as well as movie reviews, quizzes, and plenty of trash talk. Our YouTube channel has a few videos a week with picks, predictions, our prospect pipeline series, and more. Our main social media hub is Twitter, at Bleacher Brawl, where you can give us any feedback, ask us any questions, follow us to be the first to hear about our latest content. This podcast is available on your listening app of choice, and when you finish listening to today's super exciting episode, you'll want to drop us a five-star review. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Bleacher Brawls, the home of the greatest rivalry in professional sports between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Today, our first Red Sox-only episode of the year, the Thursday Sox show. Thursday night, Friday morning Sox show. I got to get used to saying that. My name is Pat. I'm here with Joey and Derek and Luke. And we are going to talk Red Sox opening day. Didn't go the way we wanted it to. But we're going to kind of reassess the season. I know it's just one game. Can be a long 162 but i think some interesting stuff we see from the team right away opening day stuff opening matchup stuff things against the orioles you get the idea we're gonna jump right into it first thing we do on this show as always is i check in with these guys see how their day went and uh we call it the first pitch so luke i'll start with you give me your first pitch what's going on
1: uh, my first pitch is right down the heart of the plate because my heart was warmed uh, when I saw Joey uh, during the um, the, pendul- the pendulum roundtable discussion start to reform his wayward behavior and show faith in Heimblum and the Red Sox by electing to, In it was, this was really like, like the state of New York uh, voting Republican to me, like he, he actually elected to, to keep the pendulum at seven o'clock, just barely in favor of the Yankees. I, if anything, I expected him to vote for it to be seven notches uh, more towards in the favor of the Yankees. So I was very happy to see that Joey coming around to the Heimbloom way of things. And I also wanted to say before anybody moves on um, big ups to major league baseball uh, for deciding to pay these minor league indentured servants that have been getting paid less than the, the shelf stockers at target uh, for, you know, a millennia, it seems like they're actually going to be getting a decent living wage. Uh, they're not going to, they're probably not going to have to work second jobs at least during the season. So
0: that was really good to see the minor leaguers are going to get paid now. I agree. I, I was definitely into that quite a bit. Joey, are you uh, part of the Bluminati now? What's your first pitch?
2: No, and you know, to put on the record, <laughs> on the record uh, Lucas actually voted to give more leeway to the Yankees. So, I mean, I don't think the pendulum was about partisanship for Bloom or not. Because, I mean, I, I'm in the Bloomin'ati, and you're out. Is that what's happening, Luke? Uh, have we switched role reversal? Um, no, I will never let the fact that I'm a hypocrite get in the fact get in the way of me hating Heim Bloom, but. Uh, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I support the Red Sox no matter what. And I was totally there. Just, just, I, I'm never going to vote against the Red Sox in any of those pendulum votes. I hate to tell you guys. Uh, anyway, I'm feeling great. I watched the game today. I had to figure out how to put it on my TV. It was very difficult. And I was watching and they just, they ripped my heart out, man. They just rip, they ripped my heart out. And I, I never felt ahead in that game at any point. I never thought we had a chance of winning. Um, my friends were texting me saying, Joey, where are you? Are you okay? I've been seeing you all day. No, oh, I'm just just in my room watching the baseball game, hiding under my sheets, waiting it for it to be over. Luke, you understand that feeling, of course.
0: Joey, I hear you. We're going to get uh, into opening day in a minute, but first, Derek, uh, your first pitch.
3: Um, I'm doing good. I mean, I, I my Taco Bell came like 10 minutes ago, so when this is done, I'm eating my Taco Bell. Just, just um, do it when you're muted.
0: I mean, who cares?
3: No, I, I, I'll wait. I don't want okay, someone come you. come to me and I have a mouthful of food. Um, I'll just throw in the microwave. But no, it, it's been a fun week, honestly. I mean, lead up to opening day tomorrow. Well, actually, today, when you see this will be the last day of our 40 videos in 40 days on the YouTube channel, which has been long, a little stressful at times. Um, but I'm glad to say I'm glad to say that we did it. I'm glad, also glad to say it's out of the way and done with now. Yeah. Um, so, go back to not doing a video literally every single day for like a, over a month because uh, that was stressful. The Red Sox play today, didn't win, ups and downs that game. Um, but overall, excitement minor league start. The uh, Blue Sox will be playing, I'm pretty sure, tomorrow, um, if I yeah. remember correctly. Um, yeah, my brain's a little bit scrambled because I don't know. My brain's all scrambled right now because I have so much stuff going on.
0: Well, uh, congrats on the, uh, on the YouTube thing. Thanks for spearheading that. That was awesome. That's a hell of an accomplishment and, uh, a, a huge number to be that, uh, that consecutive at, um, thanks for that. My really quick first pitch is I want to, um, address former Red Sox reliever and barely starter. And now Rockies closer, Daniel Bard, uh, for anybody that saw today, Bard's going on the, it's either the 10 or 15 day. 15 IL. day. Thank you. 15 day IL. Um, and his, his posted reason is anxiety um, opening up. Uh, I, who knows if it's related to the WBC? Who knows what it's related to? We've seen Bard um, have you know, issues with that in the past with the Red Sox. And I just, I just want to say that that's cool. I, I appreciate the fact that he's been honest about that, that nobody faked it. I've never seen anxiety listed as a reason before, ever. I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have. Um, but I appreciate the open communication. And, um, it definitely like takes a lot to admit that, uh, you got stuff going on. And I think that's cool that he did that. Sorry that he's going through it and I hope he can, um, come out on the other side soon. Uh, but I think that that was a pretty, pretty neat thing for him to do.
3: I do want to say, I think it was every closer.
1: Doesn't every closer suffer
3: anxiety, like 60, 70 times a year. (laughs) I, I think his was like yips related though because remember too, he had that when, when he was with the red Sox right and then oh, was i remember out of
1: 2011 <laughs> oh yeah the, 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 the it was experiment.
3: really bad like he he like well the thing is like he also too, like,
2: right?
3: he was a coach on the d-backs like in 2019 i think or 2018 2019 he was a coach on the d-backs he was like a mental coach for the d-backs then he obviously tried out for the rockies was with the rockies the last couple of years but we saw it in the wbc and that one i think it was the one out and he had and he was just kind of all over the place, and I think a lot of Red Sox fans went, "Oh no, this isn't good. Like we don't want to see this, right?" Because we kind of knew where it was going. We've seen going. that before.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Exactly. So we we're we we're kind of worried because like you don't want to see it happen to a guy. And Daniel Bard, by I think all accounts, especially today, you have seen a Stand up, dude. Pretty good, dude. You know, I don't know him obviously, so I can't really tell. You can only go off what other people are saying, but you know, we hope that you know he can get back out onto the baseball field at some point and perform because. He, was very good last season for a Rockies team that did have its struggles.
2: Yeah. You guys might not be surprised to hear this take from me. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really like this at all as a precedent. I mean, unless it's, <laughs> Oh my God, Joey. Joey. Uh, oh my God. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, unless it's yips related. I mean, unless there's literally something physically preventing him from playing baseball, which, which could be, I him. would imagine there is like, if, it is if, yips related. He said if, it was. So if he can't get the ball to the catcher, that's obviously an issue. Right. And, but, you know, to take, you know, there's a lot of players that have bad days and go through a lot of shellings and they don't get, they don't get to take two weeks off of baseball. You know, they make millions of dollars they make (laughs) to their team. You know, and I'm just saying, I think that there's a difference between a rough outing in a fake, in a fake tournament. I don't think you entitles you to take 15 days off. And frankly, and frankly, I'd be okay with it. I would be okay with it if he was willing to not take a salary for those two weeks, if he's going to collect his check for those two weeks, I think that's a lot different than, than saying, hey, I'm not capable of doing it right now. Here's the money. You, you guys keep it. Don't send me a check this week. I'm, I'm going to sit at home and figure my stuff out. Because this is
0: a terrible take, Joy. This is a, a
2: a terrible freezing, One, that's a terrible take, and two, freezing he's not going cold. to be he's out for just two weeks. weeks. He's, he's going, going to be out a... longer than two weeks. Ask, I think... ask, if you would ask Ted Williams, if you were to ask Stan Musial, <laughs> Barry Bonds, they're, They're in, in the ground. ground. If you had asked George oh, Washington when he was leading
0: the Red revolutionary
3: Red
2: army. <laughs> oh my God, Joey, get out you of here. Go
3: dig their bodies up if
2: you want to ask. Them. <laughs> oh i was, my I'm just God. Just say, think of I mean, you're letting down your teammates also, right? I mean, your teammates. It's Oh, bodies. yeah. What are the, what are the Rockies going to do? Too, and oh, shoulder, no.
3: It's the Rockies, first of all. And two, it's probably better that if he. If, How like, are we going to Truly, And if gonna it is truly Yips related, it probably is better than throwing him out. there. when we the Red Sox fans saw it with Matt Barnes, when Matt Barnes was awful. And now Matt Barnes didn't have the yips. He was just straight awful. And there are some times where it's just like, why are you throwing him out there? For Daniel Bard, it's like a self-realization of, I cannot perform where, anywhere near where I need to be. And I need to take
2: a break from it's this. It's great right? for him to be
0: honest. Again,
2: again, I, I get it. No, I mean, I respect that he's upfront, but I mean, I think it has to be made clear. Is it because can he not get the pitch? to the catcher i mean can he not throw the ball because i know that happens with the yips or is he just freaked out and he can't go back on the mound again i mean i think that's i think there's a difference there probably and there's both i think it's both, things, catchers, probably both thousands and thousands of baseball players in this country anyway dr but joe is so we we saw saw always gonna get himself muted <laughs> this fell apart oh my god he
1: saw what happened at the wbc so obviously it's got something to do with that because it's not like he's been kitchen lights out all spring and then all of a sudden said oh right. i got anxiety issues so it's already happened at least once who knows what's going on in rocky spring training games because nobody's watching them but i mean it's probably happened seven or eight times in the spring too and they finally said all right uh what's wrong with you and but joey might have a point you know was alexander the great you know did he ever come <laughs> oh i got all these barbarian tribes you know that I have to conquer. This is too much for me. You know, when Joey. Abraham
0: Lincoln was writing the Gettysburg Address, did he get any sleep the night before? Oh my hey, God, Joey.
2: Last word I'm saying is he signed a contract. He's uh-huh. if he's able to perform, he needs to he's be able. To go, he needs to go out there and play. He's, if he's not he's able not. to perform, then he needs to be on the IL. But if he's able to go out there and throw a baseball, he he, he needs to be going to do it's, that. It's pretty clear giving, giving that check he's back, not. Or giving his check back to 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 the Rockies, okay. Just like Trevor's
0: story we'll be doing this season. Anyway, let's talk about the Red Sox, okay? Opening day, 10 to nine loss. I think, I don't want to speak for you guys. For me, this is the exact thing that I'm worried about when it comes to the Red Sox this year, that they are going to score nine runs. They're going to put the bat on the ball. They're going to get on base. They're going to have competitive at-bats that they are going to put up numbers on offense, but they're going to give up 10 runs and lose. Um, Derek, I'll go to you first. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on opening day? Just one of 162, but for me, already indicative of the things that I'm worried about.
3: And there's some worries, obviously, but I think there's some upside because I feel like going into the eighth inning, if they were down 10-4 uh, going to the bottom of the eighth last year, they wouldn't have scored five runs in the last two winnings last year. I just feel like they wouldn't have. And I feel like this team, like, yes, it's only game one, two, and it's not like September after you just had a horrible August. But at the same time, I feel like this team, like, had no business even having a chance at winning the game, and they had a chance, right? And it was, like, close. They they could have won. So I think just having that and being the fact that they had no business in the game, there's positives. Obviously, there's some negatives. But it also shows where the Reds have weaknesses. Weaknesses are, in terms of not necessarily pitching, but in terms of attacking hitters. Right, they didn't attack hitters today. They a lot of walks, a lot of first pitch balls, a lot of walks hit by pitches, a lot of stolen bases. Uh, like especially Ryan Brazier on the mound holding the ball so long, the clock pitch clock ticks is get so getting so low, the runners are going before he's already throwing the ball before he's throwing the ball even trying to throw the ball, and he can't step off because he can only get so many step offs, right? So they're running it, that was a big problem. Um, also offensively, there was at the beginning of the game, there were some good at bats. In the middle of the game, there were some a couple innings where it was like that felt kind of quick. That felt a little non-competitive. At the end of the game, a lot of competitive at bats. I liked seeing that too. A lot of seeing the competitive at bats. And that's what the Red Sox wanna do. They want to, you know, throw more strikes, not as many walks, which they didn't do today, but that's why they brought in some of the guys they did this offseason, like Chris Martin, for example. Um, and then the lineup, they want to have more competitive at bats and not strike out as much, not as many non competitive at bats, not the Dahlbeck, Gordero, Jackie Bradley lineups. The, you know, Turner, Yoshida, uh, um, you know, Cass has had a couple good at bats, right? Verdugo, I think, had a couple good at bats too. So just even up all throughout the lineup, I think that they were more competitive today than they were, than they would have been in a game like this last year.
0: I want to hear from everybody else on this, but I want to push back just a little bit, Derek, because it's tough. I I hear you, and I saw that myself too, squaring nine runs. I mean, you can't dismiss that. But seeing this game end on a Duval three-pitch strikeout, a guy who strikes out a lot, that was tough.
3: Yeah, it was. But I think to... (laughs) I think I think it was tough. Like I like I said, there are positive positives and negatives. I'm gonna focus a little bit more on the positives because sure. like, I don't want it's it's the first game. I don't I want to get down on the first game. It's a long you season. know, like like I said, there were some like there were some down moments, obviously. I'm not gonna go through all of them either because I don't want to do that. Um but I think the big thing, like I said, though, is that I feel like this is a game that if this was last year's team, they just would have just kind of laid down, rolled like over it. and got beaten 10 4, 12 4, whatever it would have been.
0: Joey? You there, Joey? Oh, Joey? All
2: right. Sorry, <laughs> you just zoned out. I know. I, no, well, I was, are you like pointing to
0: yourself because you wanted to
2: go. I mean. I was, I was looking at Derek, you know, just <laughs> wanting this morning, I was picturing what I could strangle him. You know, I don't know. Uh, My neck know, might be a little too fat for this that. This team. <laughs> this team last year, this team last year on opening day, you know, they had the same fight in them. I mean, it's opening day. I mean, you shouldn't be dejected on the first game of the season. I mean, I'm glad they put effort in. I'm glad they haven't given up yet. Right. I'm pretty close. I mean, I'm not saying the season's over, but you know, let's talk about Alex Cora. Let's talk about Alex Cora, right? If Alex Cora had managed this game differently, the Red Sox would have won. The, the, the offense was there. We scored nine runs. If he had not put Caleb Ort and, you know, Winkowski or started kluber you know it should have been sales starting today right i have criticized this decision you know weeks ago i said it should have been sales starting on opening day what is what is Cora doing um if kluber didn't start and if Orton didn't come in relief we would have won this game so you know there's a double-edged sword did we know we were going to come back and score those runs i don't know but oh thank god we saved the bullpen it's the first day you know thank god we saved the bullpen um a lot of good at bats i did see a lot of good at bats um Duvall you know he has his positives. I mean, he looked pretty non-competitive in his last at bat. But you know, it is pretty sad that I felt watching the game, and I don't know about you guys. I felt watching the game that even when we would get close, I just felt there was no chance of us winning. I, I felt utterly that there was no shot we would win. And when we're playing the Baltimore Orioles, that's a pretty, it's a pretty bad feeling because I used to pretty much always feel that we could beat the Orioles no matter what. But the fact that I can watch a game and we're like two runs back from the Orioles, and, and I'm like, we're not winning. Is really a, a condemnation of how they've built this Red Sox team. Um, Kluber sold. Kluber, Kluber sold it tonight. I mean, that's that's what I'll say. It's not really anyone's fault. I mean, as a collective, more than Kluber. Kluber gave up. Had a historically bad game, opening day. You can't do that. You need to go out there and pitch and be competitive. Um, Caleb, or- what else can you expect him to do? That's his his job is to get shelled. That's his job. You know, his job is to come up and be the mop up guy, right? So I'm not going to judge him harshly for that. Kluber, we should have gotten better core. We should have gotten better. Can't blame the offense. And one other thing I want to comment on is what's going on with the stolen bases. I think there was like three or four uncontested stolen bases on that diamond. And I think if we had not let those go down, I mean, they would have, they would have not scored a couple more runs. We could have won that game. What's going on with Reese McGuire not throwing the ball? Is he not willing to risk throwing to second base? I mean, is there a lack of confidence going on there? What's going on with the mentals on our Red Sox team?
0: I think, and I'm going to give it to Luke in a second, but I think to answer your question, Joey, Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins are really fast. <laughs> and
1: they were they... gone, they
3: were halfway to second before the pitch was thrown.
0: Right. Yeah, and the I pitch
1: think... clock was wound all the way down so that they could go. They could get a walking lead because yeah. they know Brazier's got it. Well, it was Brazier mostly they were doing it, too. They knew they could get a walking lead because they knew when he had to pitch the ball. So they have a countdown. Three, two, one. You know, he's out of he's out of disengagements or whatever. And so
0: just go. So- and Mateo is a guy who's, who said he wants to steal 70 bases this year. That's a lot. Um, it's been a long time since somebody's done that he's really fast. He's already got two in one, one day. Um, I, I believe it. And so between the pitch clock and the bigger bases, I don't think it's a McGuire thing at all. I think it's a, um, they had the advantage thing. Luke.
1: I agree with Joey that Kluber should not have been the opening day starter. I, I said that right away. I said in my uh, column, my three up three down column that I put out on Tuesday afternoon that uh, he, uh, if Corey Kluber is starting opening day in 2023 for your team, then that's that's a really sad, you know. That's a really sad state. Your team's in a really sad state. He's your opening day starter. Um, I get they're in a situation where they don't have Whitlock quite yet. They don't have Bayo quite yet. But I think you just you you put Chris Sale out there. I mean, if you're gonna if he's if he's good enough to pitch in Game Two on Saturday, he's good enough to pitch in Game One on Thursday. Plus, he's a you got Chris Sale out there. Say he starts off doing really well, that's a that's something that can galvanize the team. Our ace is back and he's looking good. That's something that can galvanize the fans. The ace is back and he's doing good. Um, it's but just is back. He can he can bring you know he's he's got that ability to bring that energy to the field and he's got uh, he can intimidate these a well, these Orioles guys are younger. They're probably, they grew up watching Chris sale. They're probably going to be intimidated just facing him. Plus he's eight feet tall. So that's intimidating anyway, just seeing him 60 feet away, ready to huck a baseball right near you. Um, So I think Kluber should not, I don't even think Kluber should be a starting pitcher. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all at what we got from him. Three and a third innings, four walks, six hits, two bombs. Uh, I think he could be a solid relief pitcher, but I don't think he should be starting for any team uh, with playoff uh, aspirations, but I agree with um, Derek that I was happy to see the offense keep keep fighting after they were down eight to two at one point. Joey, you asked why did Caleb why did they bring Caleb Orton? He's the mop up guy. It was looking like a mop up situation, and you bring in your good starting pitchers in the fourth inning, in the fifth inning even in the sixth inning, when you're down by a big lead, and that's something Alex Cora has always had a problem with. It's called chasing wins. It's, okay, if we stop the bleeding, and if we can really generate a lot of offense, we can get back in this game. But the chances are you're not going to come back from six runs down. You're probably not even going to come back from four okay, but runs did. down. I mean, we did. <laughs> we, right, we did. They did. Oh. They did, but you can't operate at over 162-game season, just be, especially on game one, is literally game one. It's and literally they,
2: game one, and we're already managing the bullpen. That's what I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, you manage you the bullpen when for the you're whole down season. Six,
0: when you're down by six, don't you expect to see Zach Kelly and Caleb Ward and, yeah, I, 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 I and Brian Brazier and Josh Winkowski? I like Wink. I'm going to talk about Wink a little bit later. But, like, I mean, those are the guys you're going to go to. Should they be on the roster to begin with? That's a different story. But we have a lot of guys injured right now. Right. And they can, won't can be.
1: I, so, hold on, I, Derek. I, wait, I, wait, 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 Derek. I'm I, still on my yeah. salvo here. <laughs> um, to, talking about the offense still uh, like Derek did. Devers, Yoshida and ter- things to like about this, the offense. Another thing I wrote my three up, three down column. This offense is going to rake this year. Devers, Yoshida, Turner Verdugo all had two hits. Yoshida and Duval each had their first RBIs as Red Sox. Arroyo left a friggin' village on the base pass up until that two run double hit on the eighth in the eighth. And the fact that they had the chance, they had all these chances to get back in the game early on Arroyo hitting into the double play. Then Arroyo striking out like they were in striking distance the whole time. This game says garbage about the pitching right now, but it says a lot about the offense. First of all, to even be in that game, somewhat close to, to get to the point where you could get tie it with a grand slam, but they had the tying run in scoring position. And I know like you want to jump on Duval for a non-competitive at bat in the ninth. Who else had a non-competitive at bat against Felix Bautista earlier in that same inning, three batters earlier.
2: Well,
1: Joey. I mean, Devers. Devers looked like a fool. And you know what? Batista looked lost up there until Devers went hacking at a splitter that went 57 feet. And then all of a sudden he got his, you know, he got his mojo back. He was feeling good. All right. I got strike one. And then he was Felix Bautista again, and probably will be for the rest of the year. The Red Sox had a chance to break Felix Bautista, just like (laughs) they broke clay Holmes last year. And Rafael Devers screwed it up.
2: Still love him. Still love Rafi. Well, he also had a strikeout. I mean, he had an at-bat stolen from him by the umpire earlier. And I don't know if you guys saw that the clip of him after he looked very agitated in the, uh, in the, uh, not, Okay. Looked, Joey, make an excuse you know for him. Okay. You know, the okay. rule.
3: Well, you I'm, not, I'm rule. not making an
2: excuse for, I, I'm saying is I'm saying is Devers is very undisciplined. And I think something like the, the fake strikeout when he saw that, when that happened to him, it affected him. And it you're making an excuse
0: the, for him right I now. Think,
2: Joey, I think, um, I, as much as
0: I hate to give him credit, I think Euclid made a really great point on the, on the broadcast, which was, yes, you have to be looking at the pitcher with eight seconds, right? Uh, left on the clock. If the pitcher isn't even on the rubber with eight nope. seconds left, do you still have to be looking at the pitcher? Like, yes. that's a tough strike. Yeah, that's I know, I hear rule. You. That's a tough the strike. That's the rule. But, like, that's the most we're ever going to see Devers bark. I mean, ever. I mean, he didn't even do anything. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of very slowly slumped. He's not a guy that's going to explode over something like that. He never has no, been, never I, will be.
3: Can I say, the, the rule change that I would, I would make to the rules is, like, just do the two feet in the box. And if the hitter's not paying attention, the pitcher can still throw it because he's got two feet in the box. But it's look, – look, that's the
1: rule. You know the rule. If the rule is you got to be looking at the pitcher with eight seconds, yeah. get your ass in there. Get in your stance and look at the pitcher. I don't care where the pitcher is. The pitcher has to worry about getting the pitch to you with before there's zero seconds left. Let him worry about that. You worry yeah, about Yeah, but job. I think it, it doesn't maybe, matter think if the, the pitcher's said- ready. Yet.
3: The weird thing was that like devers looked at to the pitcher
2: be, with like nine the seconds Then, and- Joey. Oh, sorry. He looked at the pitcher and then kind of looked away. Did the said this too? He lo- he looked at him and then looked away. So it's like whatever i mean is that the rule okay it's a dumb rule it shouldn't be that way and he got extremely i think he i think he was pretty noticeably agitated for him about that he was kind of like you know walking around har- harumphing, and i think that affected his play for the rest of the game and i think it's important that the devers you know acquires the mental toughness to be able to go through situations <laughs> like that yeah that sounds anymore. like an excuse I think that's <laughs> <a ring. laughs>
3: oh, can, can i circle back to the bullpen for half a second because i'm joey I think- i'm joey <laughs> <laughs> he's know. reaching
0: folks listening to this he's reaching yes, he's okay reaching. Derek
3: go okay because I don't think the problem was like Joey said the problem was bringing Caleb Borden. I don't think the problem was bringing Caleb Borden. one first problem was bringing Brazier and I think Zach Kelly Zach Kelly came into like a lose-lose situation for a pitcher but the base is loaded like that's I think he did good yeah, yeah for considering the fact the base were loaded Brazier was Didn't terrible that, run. C- Caleb the first pitch was a wild pitch but after that he was fine Caleb Ort, his first inning was actually really good. The problem was he came out for a second inning and that, and we kind of know that's a problem, but they didn't want to use anyone else out of the pen because at that point, it was still like a six run game or something like that, which is totally fair, right? You don't want to use someone else. I thought they could have brought Winkowski in then maybe had him go three instead of the did Winkowski go one or two. I don't remember. Uh, one. Yeah. So you could have Winkowski go two instead of Ort going two. I think maybe that would have worked a little bit better. Um. And then obviously Chris Martin in the ninth with the whole uh another rule change coming into effect with the automatic ball because he didn't finish his warm up pitches in time. But I think that's the only thing I want to I want to kind of fix that. Or coming in wasn't the problem; it's just the fact that he went for a second inning.
0: Let's actually use this to transition because I I don't want the show to go long. Um, I know we got a lot to talk about, but we we got some stuff to cover. So let's use that to transition. Derek's point. One of the things we want to talk about is um. Listen, this is a team that needs some work. Okay, we know this, especially on the pitching side. One thing that we want to play a little bit of a game, I guess. Everybody gets one move, okay? You get one thing to change about this team after one game, okay? One thing you're worried about, one thing that you would fix. It's got to be an in-house move, though, okay? Uh, a role change, batting order change, something like that. You get the idea. Luke, we will have you go first. I would move Kluber to the bullpen,
1: to be in middle relief and I would replace him with Josh Winkowski and that's not based off the one inning today, that is based off of what I've been saying since they got Corey Kluber that he can, I think he can pitch fine for an inning two innings, maybe three innings, could be a long man. I don't think he's a starting pitcher he may be a number five, but I kind of see him as like a Rich Hill who's not really going to get anybody out for five innings at this point at 37 years old, throw in 89 mile an hour heaters. Um So that th- that's the move I make. I liked what Winkowski showed us at the beginning of last year. I know we had his issues afterwards. What rookie pitch starting pitcher. Doesn't, I would rather see what we got, see what we got with him. And I just, you know, w- if I could snap a finger and make anything I want to happen, I'd get Whitlock and Bayo back. In the rotation so that we could have Tanner Houck and Cutter Crawford in the bullpen taking those innings from Caleb Ort and maybe Zach Kelly. But I don't want to put an indictment on Zach Kelly uh, just yet. And if I could do anything to make things better, I would throw a fastball at Adley Rushman's chin for trying to give uh, Christian Arroyo a concussion. That reckless, reckless bastard. You're
0: referring to the athlete Richmond that got on base six times today. He was yeah, the six played kid. Appearances. The karate, the
2: karate, the karate kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Joey, go ahead. What, what's your one change?
2: My one change is inject Corey, Corey Kluber with massive amounts of PEDs. No, I mean, I think really uh, not a ton you can do with this team. I, mean, I feel like the best players are up right now for the most part. Um, I would probably switch the lineup up. I, I, I think Tre- Cassis should be batting ahead of Duvall. And I like Devers batting third. I was never big into this whole batting your best hit or second thing. I, I, I never liked that. So I'd have Devers third. And I think Cassis fifth.
1: Is there Where anybody you here? Quick poll really quick. Is there anybody here that likes the idea of batting your best hit or second?
0: Yes. I mean,
3: really? Depending after? on your team. Depending on your team, yeah, it depends Uh, on your team. I mean, this
0: team—you have two lead off hitters on this team. I know that Kike bets like two forty, and you know, uh, we we're not even have time to get. (laughs) Not really a lead off hitter. (laughs) No, but however, he he was in a year that we went to the ALCS, right? And I think that you have a chance to when you put a guy like that in the nine hole, the Orioles do something similar. I mean, Mateo is you know can't get a hit to save his life, but if he gets on base, (laughs) he's running. He's running. He can score. He gets in a scoring position. You get the idea. I think we're going to see this, the same thing with Kike. Kike can get on base. Maybe Doogie can't, but we still have that leadoff hitter job um, done in the 9-hole.
1: Maybe we Hitch. could send Arroyo out to drop kick Mateo in his knee and slow him
2: down. Oh, uh, I have a question, Pat. Can I derail the show for you so I can ask the everyone? For 30 seconds. Should Adley be thrown at next time there's an opportunity for him to be thrown by the Boston no. Red Sox? No. No.
0: I want to go to Luke I no. want to, <laughs> I go, to I no. go to the guy who's going to agree with me yes. <laughs> I think I
1: don't know did you see afterwards He after he kicked Arroyo he leaned down and like grabbed his head and he was like whispering like do you see what I just did I know I'm a rookie and you're that's veteran, not what he and did. I just and I just took you out because that's the kind of guy I am alright so you remember this Adley was here mother
3: it's not Manny Machado Chill. <laughs> And I love Manny Machado just because he's Same so team, ahead. same team
1: Wow, no, what's no. going on
3: there at Baltimore, Pat? Derek, what's-, what's your one fix for the team after one game? Uh, go into the settings and turn injuries off and make everyone healthy. Does that count? No <laughs> um, Fair enough, move on <laughs> change, change Corey Kluber uh, not Corey Kluber, uh, Kenley Jansen's uh, song when he comes out as a closer to something different
0: What is it right now?
3: Uh, he, he made it, I think, champions by Anoli Choppa, which it's okay. It means nothing to me. I'm sorry, so you um, it can be change, better. You wouldn't change anything about be, Jets, can, by there's, the way. There's, I have yeah, I wouldn't. This roster right now, I think, is the best 26 they can have, considering the fact that they have all the pitches on the 40 man that they can have that aren't named Brian Mata, Brandon Walter, and Chris Murphy, who I believe, just like the Red Sox have said, should start the year in triple A. They need that triple A time and then you look at the position player side i don't see any players really that are making the team that's making enough of a difference so i'm but keeping you think the think everybody's 26. in the right roles and everything for now yeah i mean for now yeah for now i'm yeah. not saying based I, off opening day i'm just saying in general yeah i i i would lean so yeah i like 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 i like verdugo in the leadoff spot i'm fine with devers in second i like turner behind him i i honestly i do really the more and more i I look at it the more and more i like yoshida in the fourth spot um i like duval in the five spot just with that power in between the guys and yoshida and casas who are going to give you very good at bats most likely for the most part and very competitive and deep at bats long at bats and then you have arroyo the catcher spot and kike and Seven, eight, nine. however they put it on a set day. I really like that. I still hope they keep Radugo hitting and lead off against lefties just because I like that lineup how it is.
0: I agree, Derek. I like the lineup, too. I think um, one of the things that kind of got passed over on the pendulum round table the other day is because we didn't have the time. We had a lot to cover. I want to say Joey said this, but it probably was Barnes because Barnes was wrong a lot, um, saying that the, the Red Sox lineup is not deep, and I don't think that's true at all. I think it's significantly deeper than the Yankees lineup. I think the Yankees lineup has some black holes in it. And I don't feel that way about right. this lineup. Listen, I'm not, I'm not crazy about Duval five, right? I'm not crazy about this game ending on a Duval strikeout. Arroyo could be the best seven hitter in the league. He can also be a total idiot. You know, it's just how it's going to be. I like the lineup as it is. I think um, my change is I want to see Winkowski pitch more. I don't want to see Winkowski in a, in a one inning role. Um, I know I've been on the wink train for like um, a year now and we have the same mustache, which I'm calling the wink. Okay. Um, I like the guy of a soft spot for him. I I don't know why we're seeing Caleb Ort pitch too. I, I know, you know, situation change. blah, 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 blah. I want to see wink pitch more than one inning. I think he's a starter. I think he can start. I'm surprised Crawford got the nod over him. You know, listen, I wasn't there in spring training every day. I don't know why. But I, I don't think there's any reason to have Winkowski be a one-inning guy. And I think, um, you know, he just mow those guys over in his one inning today. I do think Crawford's better. But
1: I just – you said that. You've been a wink guy. I, every time he strikes somebody out, he should, like, find the camera and just wink. Like, that should be his thing. Like, he could be marketable. It could sell T-shirts with wink with a CK at the end instead of K. And just and just two eyes Like, in the cartoons when they're, they're in the dark – and it's pitch black, but you only see their eyes. And then just one of them's shut.
2: Black shirts with so one like, White Like eye. in the cartoons. So what What I wonder is, what I, oh, been, is everyone frozen? Oh, so what, what I wonder is, would you like to see uh, Winkowski, because the way I'd like to see Winkowski use is kind of like in a Whitlock role, where he's a multi-inning uh, relief pitcher, you know, pitches three or four when you need him like a follower type guy, because I think what, what what should have happened today is Kluber, you know, got clobbered in the thir- first three innings and you brought Winkowski in to pitch, you know, until the eighth or something. Right. I mean, let him go as long as he could. Uh, That's what I, 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 I think it's interesting that. I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I agree. I think he should be ramped up. I think he should
0: be ready to pitch three so we don't have to waste so many guys. I think you can do it. I mean, especially if we think it's garbage time. Yeah, screw Zach Kelly. Give him the bases loaded jam. He gets out of it. And then you go into the fourth, and, and you like Wink pitch, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth or something. But yeah, the piggyback role. Like, but yeah, you could played, pair him. We don't do that anymore.
1: They, well, they paired Whitlock with Hill. They could pair Winkowski with Kluber, because I don't think
0: is going to get past the fourth inning much this year. I really don't. I hear you. Um, all right, we're going to play uh, one of our favorite games now this game is called who gives a buck for anybody new to the show or Joey who doesn't understand how it works. It's pretty simple. <laughs> how many bucks do you give you get the joke, Joey, do you get it. Okay, how many bucks do you give? I think do you it's give early. zero to 10 bucks. Okay, I'm going to ask these guys various questions about opening day. Ask them how many bucks they give and, and guys we got to move because we, we've already got a long show. Okay. So, to your point, Luke, I'll let you go first on this one. Not crazy about Kluber pitching opening day. Not crazy about, uh, or don't think he's going to get past the fourth quite often. How many bucks do you give about Kluber being the number one guy in this rotation? I give nine bucks about
1: that because it really, really upsets me. And you had Chris Sale there. He's ready to pitch Saturday. He's been ready all spring he would have been ready to pitch Thursday and opening day is the whole ceremony of it. The intensity of it. It's a big day. Let's see the big guy back in action on opening day. When all the lineups are getting introduced, You got the 45 minute pregame ceremony and all that stuff. That's what the people want to see. The people didn't want to see Corey Kluber because he won two Cy Young's 15 years ago, you know? And so it's just, and I don't think he has much left in the tank. He just came. He's just coming off. The last full season he has pitched, the only full season he's pitched since 2018. So it's just, I, I, I don't like him. I don't even like him in the rotation, really, let alone starting
3: opening
0: day. Derek, how many bucks do you give?
3: One. Like, I just don't care. Like, it's one game, right? I understand the whole, it's opening day, whatever. It's one game, like that's like saying, "Oh, the Red Sox should have started this guy on the first game after the All Star break." Except for the fact that opening day is a little bit more meaningful because it's opening day. At the end of the day, one game. If one game makes the difference, it it probably isn't going to be opening day. Uh, it could be any game that you win or lose. They, you know, so throughout the season. So it's still a long way to go. Still, so one hundred sixty-one games left. Yes, Sale would have been great because of the whole it's opening day and your best pitcher should start an opening day or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, Sale's still starting the second game. It's not – I don't think it's going to have any like effect on how many start sales gets. It, I honestly don't, so. But, and, but and I, like you, I honest, but like I you honestly, said
1: last week, Derek, today is Sale's birthday, right? So how can you expect a guy to pitch on his birthday?
3: No, I'm not saying that no one expected him to. But I'm saying let him enjoy his birthday. It's his first full year back. Hopefully, guys, he uh, had
2: anxiety. So... He couldn't. Joey, <laughs> oh Joey, how many Stop. bucks do you give? Do you understand how the game works now? Yeah, I get it. So I have to rate Corey Kluber out of ten. No, that's not. How <laughs> ma- how much do
3: you care on a scale? I know, I know. 10. 10. I know
2: right all right, now. go. I know. Um, I I'm with Luke. You know, me and Luke agree almost all the time. And I'm going to say um, I give about nine bucks on this. Um, I think this is emblematic. You know, see, Derek. Derek takes a very like utilitarian view of this baseball game. He looks at, it, he goes, "It's one game. Doesn't matter who's starting. There's a million games. Doesn't matter." This game was emblematic of the major problems this team has. Okay, we put out this guy who shouldn't be on the team anyway, shouldn't be in a position to be pitching on opening day, and it gets rocked. Right. we bring in these relievers who shouldn't be on the roster and they get rocked our team crawls back and still loses and they just to rip your heart out again emblematic also the fact that I watched this game and for not one minute I ever thought we were going to beat the Baltimore Orioles even when we were close to it showed me really where this team is I did not have faith in them today and I look forward to maybe growing in my faith for the Boston Red Sox. But under the Heim Bloom regime and, and and Alex Cora's uh, bullpen management and his rotation, I don't know. We might not ever get there. But I'm very happy about a lot of things that were done today. Cassis looked good. Okay. Devers looked mostly good. Verdugo looked great. Yoshida, excellent. Right. But let's see this continue. Let's see this become a pattern. But I, and Luke also. I know we'd love to kick Kluber out of the rotation. There's no one else. We have no one to pitch. I mean, we, 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 uh, they're going to assign George. We're going to put George Costanza in the front office and have him find, you know, new starting pitchers for the Red Sox. I mean, that's the level we're at. They can't find anyone to pitch. Josh Wankowski. So Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby <laughs> <laughs> Alex Verdugo. Alex, Alex Verdugo. Yes. There's, no, there's no one left. There's no one left. He has to pitch. He has to do his job. And we're not paying him that salary, not for him to go out and pitch at least five or six innings. Speaking okay, of okay. Verdugo, we
0: got a lot to say, but we're going to move on because we're running low on time already, guys. We're going to move on to uh, another what, uh, how many bucks do you give? Let's call it what the buck. Who gives a buck? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Speaking of Verdugo, Verdugo in the leadoff spots, uh, two lefties back to back, right at the top of the order. Otherwise, pretty um, split up lefty-righty. That's a core's MO, lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Um, how many bucks do you give about Verdugo in the leadoff spot Luke before I ask you this question it's pointed because he did start with a triple today and I heard he was really slow all uh, right
1: well yeah it was a Fenway triple where the center fielder <laughs> jumped look at it. try and ball. catch it and it bounced behind the center fielder. Yeah, I mean, the there was a second baseman that ended up tracking that ball down. I, <laughs> I mean, have I no
0: should... idea why Cedric tried to catch it. Like, just, just get <laughs> it on the hop. Oh, I th-
1: horrible that was Horrible. Right, it, it was something Wait, Verdugo would players have players done. On first paint. Derek, <laughs> Derek, stop. It's something that Verdugo would have done in the field. If he was playing center field, he would have jumped after that ball. I'm he a would've... six. I'm a... <laughs> I am give six bucks about Verdugo um, leading off. And it's, it's not a six bucks. Like it bothers me. It's I'm, I'm halfway happy, a little more than halfway happy. I like to see him. I actually do kind of like to see him in the leadoff spot. I said in late 2022, because he was using the opposite field so well the second half of last year, I said, I think I wrote even at some point back then, he's starting to look like a leadoff hitter. I wouldn't mind them trying him out there. Um, The thing is, Tristan Casas has a better on base percentage ceiling. I mean, Verdugo is going to have an OBP of 320, maybe 330 or so, you know, Casas could at 350, 360, something like that. So I prefer having Casas there. And I especially prefer having Casas there in front of Rafael Devers. If Rafael Devers is going to be betting second and you're going to have a lefty in front of him, I'd rather have Devers there so that because Casas is not going to swing at any balls, but. They're going to want to pitch to Casas to have less guys on base for Devers, and Casas is more of a power threat. Um, plus, I think Verdugo still got a lot of progress to go to be a good leadoff type of hitter. I have a lot of doubts that he can make those improvements um, because I think his offense—he needs to have a really good offensive skill set to overcome all the dumbass stuff that he does in the field and on the bases. Um, I think his energy works against him and he gets in his own head, which leads him to making stupid mistakes. And while we're on that subject, we we saw our first doogie, our f- first official doogie of the year this year. For anybody who's listening for the first time, a doogie is one of Alex Verdugo's specialties. It's whenever he does something incredibly and inexcusably stupid in the outfield or on the bases. It happens all the time. You might remember the Austin Meadows inside the park home run from 2021. Uh, you might remember him getting picked off at third base uh, in the same game where Matt Strom broke his hand. Um, uh, or was it the game where Trevor Story broke his hand or or did those both think, both those things or did all three of those things happen in the same game? But he does a lot of dumb things. I'm setting the over under on doogies that we see this year at 37 and a half um so you know assume he'll play i'm about taking the games. over i'm taking the over <laughs> assume he will play about I'm 130 totally games. that's on a terrible
0: head. line i'm gonna easy money on the over. assume he plays under. about
1: 130 games i'm being generous towards him <laughs> saying set the over under at 37 and a half
0: i take it at 52 and a half joey uh <laughs> how many bucks do you give um about Doogie leading off
2: uh, I'd give like five bucks. Um, if he's I mean, I think lead up, lead up spot out of all of the other uh, places in the lineup is it matters who the person is batting there. If they're comfortable going lead off, some guys aren't comfortable doing it. I remember they talked about him potentially leading off before and he didn't like the idea, but now he does. Um, our team really doesn't have anyone speedy in the lineup. Um, so, I mean, it kind of comes down to who's a OBP guy that's willing to go and start the game off. So, I mean, Verdugo is kind of who you're left with. Uh, I think it's fine. I'm, I'm glad he's comfortable with it. I don't see anyone else. I don't believe in putting Cassis there. I think that's just silly. I mean, these 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 like statisticians, these like sabermetric like dumbos that just think because Cassis has like a high OBP, you know, this six foot five first baseman, we're going to go lead him off. Right during his rookie season for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, that's great. That's great for his development for you, Farm League people. That's he'll love that. That's that's going to set him to go great places. Right. Um, Verdugo's comfortable with it. No one else is fitted to that role. You know, we're never going to have an Ellsbury, Pedroya, Ortiz, Ramirez situation like we used to have. Right. That was great. We're not going to have that anymore. So, uh did all those guys play at the same time? <laughs> he said no, Ellsbury, Majora Ortiz, Ramirez. 2000,
0: that didn't happen, did
1: it? Two
2: thousand seven. Maybe like you know how many times two.
1: Jim Rice drove in Jacoby Ellsbury? <laughs> <laughs> <I>
0: <laughs> was it Jacoby, maybe Ellsbury like three nine? games that happened. And Ellsbury yeah, was like was in the eight
1: hole. It
2: happened. but Yeah, eight or <laughs> It happened. It happened. It happened. And did also, I mean, Chris hit lead off okay oh, Crispy okay or Ellsbury was on the team Ellsbury was on the team in 07-08 and he certainly played the Manny in 08 okay that half that lineup existed in 2008 I can guarantee I think he it. It came off the anyway. bench
0: whatever who cares
2: Derek how anyway,
0: many bucks do you give about Doogie? Hold on, on hold
1: on wait, wait, one sec one sec one sec I do quick. want to say Joey I agree with you and I, I do agree with you to a certain extent on the way lineups are made these days Casas you're gonna bet him first you know I like you I want a speedy guy. Who's going to leg out infield singles and stuff at the top of the lineup? But right now in the order, who do you got protecting Tristan Casas? Christian Arroyo, a guy who can get hot for two or three weeks out of the year, but a lot of times is going to be a dead spot. You want to, you want you want Tristan Casas hit with some protection, or else he'll, he might draw 250 walks, you know, but only hit 15 home runs with 30 RBS because everyone's just going to pitch around him to go after the weak righty that's sitting after him.
0: I agree. And we can address this another time. I think Cassis takes too many pitches. We'll talk about that another time. Derek, how many bucks do you give about Doogie leading off?
3: I'm gonna say seven and a half because like I care about it. Obviously, like I think Verdugo should be hitting off Um, I think Cassis could do it. I think against lefties, maybe like an Arroyo or Kike could also step in. I think Rob Ref Snyder on like the rare days he does play could step in against lefties because he hit very well against lefties last year but verdugo is going to be your main leadoff hitter and that's what i think this team needs right i i i kind of said like verdugo, i've said verdugo i don't know if i've said it here before um but i, I know i've talked to people like in like actually talked to people talk to my grandfather about this where i feel like verdugo is almost kind of like your old school number two hitter where he might hit he can hit around 300 10 to 15 homers you know, not the highest on base, you know, if he hits 300, his on base might be 350 at the max. Right. But he's going to put the ball in play a lot. Now I feel like you're kind of almost putting him, moving him up into the one spot and your old threes goes up to the two and your old fours up to the three. And the Red Sox obviously don't really have that kind of old school leadoff hitter anyways. Um, and there, I think when everyone's healthy, Alberto Mondesi probably in the nine spot, and he kind of becomes your like speed guy. If he gets on, then Verdugo he can steal second. Verdugo hits a single, drives him in, or something like that. Or Verdugo hits one in the gap, he motors all the way around from first to home. Um Now that's assuming Mondesi gets healthy at some point, which is a big if. Um, but I or think the I'm roster. Fine with him. Oh, make the roster. It's just whether or not he'll be healthy. Um. But Verdugo, I think he kind of has to be the lead offender for this team. I think Cassis could do it. Um, The OBP is definitely there, but I think you kind of need him. And I think you need Duvall on that Yoshida-Cassis sandwich because Duval sometimes will have a bats where it's three pitch strikeouts and Yoshida and Cassis more often than not are going to have long at-bats.
0: Uh, I'm with you, Derek. I think, you know, for all that these guys complain about uh, – um. Rafi in the two hole. I think if you saw the lineup uh, for Saturday and it said Kike one, Doogie two, uh, Rafi three, you go Ugh. because why is Doogie batting there, right? But that's essentially what's happening. Uh, it's just not you know the first time through the lineup or whatever.
1: It was th- it was kind of odd. You notice Kike Hernandez, Ramiel, Ramil Tapia pinch hit for Kike Hernandez in the ninth inning. <laughs> Yeah, just really says
3: nasty against righties. He's yeah. nasty. Against righties.
1: I hear you, but it's just like it's – I thought it was just I, – I thought it was noteworthy. We don't even have really time noteworthy,
3: to,
0: to like, address the Kike. What the hell was he doing throwing that ball to a Devers who wasn't even looking at him? Uh, shortstop mistake, That's not on but, Kike.
3: That's on that's on. Yeah, Devers. I'd blame Devers Because Devers needs to be at third. Because you're t- – at, t- at least for me, I was always taught if you're feeling about throwing it to a base and the guy's not at the, not the base, he's running to the base, you throw it to the base and if the guy's not there, that's on him. Uh, By the way, did you guys know. <laughs> know that? Did you guys know the one, what Derek just talked about? The
1: Yoshida Casa Sandwich? That's now the number four at Kelly's Roast Beef. So <laughs> the Masa Casa
0: sandwich. sandwich. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on, moving on. Um, lots of segments tonight. We, we got two. We're going to hustle through real fast. That was our first one. Uh, who gives a buck? Now we're going to do um, something we're introducing for the 2023 season. One of the things we talk about a lot on this show heim bloom's plan his secret plan for a long-term sustainability and for all the crap that barnes tried to give me on the round table the other night about the red sox farm system which just two quick things i have to say about that. hold on Sorry, let I'm me recreate it hold on,
1: let me recreate it the sox fans are like oh we
0: we got all <laughs> these great players and the eighties don't have any." <laughs> It's a pretty good impression. My two things are Barnes. I'm still waiting on your list. The other night you said I have a list, but I'm not gonna read it. And then number two, to for John and, and all the other guys on the Yankee show the other night to say, oh, they haven't developed anybody since Raphael Devers. Okay, give me a break. And then he's reaching into the Lester territory. This is a different regime. Yeah, we don't. We didn't like what Dombrowski did with minor leaguers either. We're talking about a new regime. Exactly. You cannot compare 2008, but Yankees fans are still stuck in 2009, so whatever. Anyway, moving on. New thing we're going to do this year is talk about some of those minor leaguers on the show. Every week, I'm giving Derek 90 seconds. We are calling it the From Farm to Fenway Presents Derek's Minor Leaguer of the Week. He gets 90 seconds to talk about whoever he wants to highlight that that week. Obviously, the Woo Sox season doesn't start until tomorrow. We don't have the other season start until next week. So Derek's first minor leaguer of the week is kind of the minor leaguer of spring training. Derek, nobody's going to cut you off for 90 seconds except at the 90 second mark. I'm muting you. OK, who is your from farm to Family presents minor leaguer of the week for the first week of the season?
3: Um, so, I wanted to preface this side by saying uh, when we get to the season, I'll probably be doing it for the previous week. So, the Tuesday through Sunday, because minor league has the uh, Mondays off. So, I'll just do Tuesday to Sunday. And that'll be like the week of the player of the week. Uh, 80 so, seconds. Are, This is kind of, uh, I know. The player for spring training, I think the prospect for spring training has to be Brian Mata. He didn't give up an earned run in spring training, looked really good. Stuff looked electric. And people forget he was Brian Bayo before Brian Bayo was Brian Bayo in the system that he was the guy who everyone looked at and went, this is our g- that we might finally have a star pitching prospect. Obviously he had Tommy John, he's had his injuries, right? Last year, he finally came back from Tommy John. This year will be his first full year back starting the year in triple a. Don't be shocked. If you see him in the big leagues at some point, his stuff is electric. He might not have as high as a floor as a couple guys like a Brandon Walter. But when you look at Brian Mata and you look at the ceiling, he has, it's a really high ceiling, whether it's in the rotation or even at the back end of a bullpen. It is a very high ceiling for him. Maybe not as high as Bayo, but it's still a very high ceiling with the stuff he has.
0: Excellent job, Derek. You did it in 60 seconds, and you screwed yourself because next week, now that I know you could do it in 60 seconds, it <laughs> might only be 60 seconds. <laughs> Excellent. Dude. Thank you very much, well, Derek. Well, let me
1: fill the rest of the time with asking this, Derek this one question. <laughs> you get 20 seconds. Derek, did John Lester walk so Brian Matta could run? <laughs>
3: No, no. Uh, Come up with oh, your comparison have, for I, next week. Uh, I don't know. I have 20 seconds. I do want to say this. My, <laughs> we might have to do this every week. My, my overreaction of the week uh-huh. slash my hot take of the week. We're gonna, we might have to do this every week. We can maybe get you guys involved. Marcus Stroman Marcus Stroman for Cy Young. Oh my god. Okay.
0: Last thing we're going to do, I want to end this show on a positive note, um, a bit of, a, of an in memoriam, but a positive note, a game that we're going to start playing. I've invented a game and I'm very excited about it and we're going to play it every week for the next few weeks. We get a text from Joey right before the game starts today, okay? And he says, the game is on my TV. I have the Nessun broadcast. I'm going to miss Eck. Well, Joey, I'm going to miss ec too. That's why we are going to play the Actionary. I'm going to read you a previous Dennis Eckersley color commentary quote. And the game is, what the hell is he talking about? All right, and of course, all thanks to the Actionary on Twitter for tracking this for years and for making this a possibility do we ring in or what, what do we do? So here? Yes. So we're going to try it for this first time. We're going to try just the first person to get the right answer. It might be a cluster on zoom. We're going to see how it goes. Maybe next time we'll have to ding, ding, ding or something. Okay. But first time through, it's just going to be uh first person to get it. And if you cut me off, it doesn't count. You don't get the point. Okay. First quote, boy, this is a late lunch is what's going on.
2: What is a late lunch? I know. Go. So when a pitcher gets his lunch, he's getting he's getting <laughs> he's getting crushed by the other team, a late lunch I guess would be a blow up in of uh, the late innings like a blown save or something. No. A late lunch? <laughs> um, could it be I think it's one guess. That,
3: could it be something that happens like in a late afternoon game? Oh, Derek got it right. It's a 4 p.m. game. Wow. The, lunch, I Derek. didn't go that specific, but I. what's weird is I do eat lunch really late most of the time. <laughs> I eat lunch at like 3 o'clock. not awake, Derek. You're not awake like at, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: He was today to watch No, Okay, that's the first his, one. I got his three of them. fifth
1: chocolate milk of the day. What that's
0: is. his late lunch.
3: I, we're going to figure out the, answer, uh, the, the... It's the at 9.30 at night.
0: But we're going to do three, okay? Number two. Who has he referred to before as Mr. Devastation? Aaron Judge.
1: No. Barnes. <laughs> no.
0: Matt <or> Steve?
2: <laughs>
0: Derek, you're the last
2: Neither. guess.
3: Who's Mr. Devastation? I have zero, absolutely zero clue. My wild... Is he on the team now? He is? Devers. Yeah.
0: No. You already guessed. You got one guess. Derek, three. Hold Two. One. Where do you go? Chris Sale. Uh, Here's right. hoping Chris Sale can be Mr. Devastation in 2023. Unfortunately, X said that in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Final quote, this is a long one. When he one. was
1: already starting to get washed up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a long one, okay? Oh, Derek right now is in the lead. One to zero to zero. Full quote. You got to love this kid. Future piece. This guy in this yard. How can you not be excited about this kid? You have to be.
1: All right. I, uh, Devers. No. It's,
0: uh,
2: he's on the team now? Yes. Passes.
0: Casas. That was in reference to sunbathing <laughs> before, his, before his major league debut. So Derek wins. You are the oh, Actionary Lord. Champion of the Yay. week. We will play it again next week and uh, we'll get the kinks of that. That's the what game. I get
3: for scrolling through Twitter through the Red Sox all last year and I'm following the Actionary. Congratulations,
1: Derek. That's
2: what oh, I get. Wow. Day. A big victory oh. ponytail. To- all right,
1: folks. Uh said before his brains felt scrambled. It's because your damn ponytail is your your pony knob is tied too tight. I would wait, say wait,
0: wait let's say does anybody have anything else to say, but I'm sure they all do, and this show could be another hour long. <laughs> does, else, does anyone else head. have an
3: overreaction? but we're gonna
0: stop it now thank you all very much okay that was a fun show i'm excited not to have to deal with those yankees guys for one episode a week they spent so much time talking about us the other day on their show (laughs) and i know that they won game one and we lost game one right but we are on our way to 161 and one and they are on their way to one and 161 (laughs) i'm not worried about it winners
3: focus on winning losers focus
0: on winners exactly thank you Derek you nailed it and I think that's an excellent parting word for those Yankee guys we'll see some of them on the Sunday show uh rivalry show first one that's not the pendulum roundtable this coming Monday uh all the places you can find us BleacherBrawls.com Red Sox stuff Yankee stuff um other sports stuff going on there Derek had some hot takes about Marcus Stroman winning the Cy Young on the site uh already mentioned the 40 videos in 40 days on the YouTube channel go check that out social main social media hub is at BleacherBrawl uh, starting to blow up on TikTok. Go see us on TikTok. I know Joey thinks it's going to get shut down, but we can address <laughs> that at a later date. Uh, we're going to wrap it. It was a fun show. Fun first Red Sox show of the year. Thank you guys for, uh, for being here. Uh, my name is Pat. For Derek, for Joey, for Luke. That's all we got. We will see you guys next week.
2: That is paint. <laughs> hey, Luke, you were the merchant of OK today. <laughs>
0: All right, folks, that's the latest episode of Bleacher Brawls. Thanks for tuning in, for rating us five stars and leaving us a nice review. And don't forget to check us out on BleacherBrawls.com, on YouTube, and on Twitter.